Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So here we are again in 2022. And I have, well, I have a very special topic for our second episode of our third season. Can you believe this podcast is entering year three, season three, to help all of you crazy people out there figure out a way to win this thing we call life. Now, today's topic is, well, it's about nature and how nature can give us some amazing lessons for business. So nature can teach us how to be different in business. That's the holy grail. I had a gentleman tell me yesterday, he's in the commodities business. He said, differentiation is the holy grail in the commodity world. And I told him, I said, if you can't change what you sell, then you must look at changing how you sell it. So how do we find that differentiation, that way of being different from our competition so that we can sell based on value rather than price. So I have the answer at the end of this podcast. So don't go away. Don't miss the ending of this podcast because I will show you how nature teaches us to be different in business. But let's talk about ourselves as humans first. As humans, our need for acceptance as teenagers becomes a significant barrier to our success as adults. That's right. What we need as teenagers and what we think we want as teenagers becomes a barrier for us in adulthood. And as adults, to be honest, we must often be different to achieve success. I mean, nobody wants to grow up to be the most average worker, the most average singer, the most average athlete. And this acceptance paradox states that the need to be accepted during one stage in life can prevent success in another. The need for many friends can, well, well, it can be a problem for us as adults. So remember Aesop's fable, and this one is called the hare with many friends. A hare was very popular with other beasts who claimed to be her friends. They all claimed to be her friends. But one day she heard the hounds approaching and hoped to escape them with her many friends aid. So she went to the horse and asked him to carry her away from the hounds on his back. But he declined, stating that he had important work to do for his master. He felt sure, he said, that all her other friends would come to her assistance. So she then applied to the bull and hoped he would scare the hounds with his horns. But the bull replied, I'm very sorry, but I have an appointment with a lady, but I feel sure that our friend the goat will do what you want. The goat, however, feared that his back might do her some harm if he took her upon it. And the ram felt sure that with a proper friend to apply for her help, she went to the ram and told him the case. But listen to what the ram replied. Another time, my dear friend, I do not, do not like to interfere on the present occasion as hounds are known to eat sheep as well as hares. As a last hope, the hare then applied to the calf. 
who regretted that he could not help her as he did not like to take responsibility on himself as so many older persons had declined the task. The hounds were relatively nearby this time, and the hare took to her heels and luckily escaped. So the moral of the story, he, with many friends, has no friends. As teenagers and young adults, acceptance from our social peer group is significant during our formative years. The need to be accepted or fit in with a group may be essential for many to develop their own identity. And listen to what psychologists state. They state that peer acceptance can predict both social and academic success. But, here's the big but, the need to be popular is an exaggerated version of peer acceptance by a particular social group. So the the need, the desire to be popular is exaggerated. Acceptance, to some degree, can be healthy. So what is the difference between these two stages of life? And how does the need to be accepted manifest as potential leaders later in life? Now, I've discovered some powerful reasons why people seek mediocrity or average rather than excellence for themselves and the organizations they serve. And surprisingly, surprisingly, the challenge for greatness is often not more difficult to achieve. It simply requires a different mindset when presented with a problem. So here's a question for you. Are we afraid of being other than ordinary? And I ask that question seriously. Is there a preoccupation with acceptance or mediocrity rooted in fear? In other words, are we afraid of being more than ordinary? Are, Are we afraid of standing out? Is differentiation something we fear both professionally and personally? I mean, it takes guts to step out of the crowd. It takes guts to be alone when everyone else is together. So when working with organizations, the power of peer pressure becomes quite remarkable. And get this, people will seek the comfort and safety of being common over being set apart. And organizationally, the same tendencies exist as well. I mean, I see companies, competitive enterprises, mimicking each other rather than setting themselves apart. And ironically, most people know the importance of differentiation, yet cannot overcome the attraction of being similar. I mean, look at the businesses. They do things almost identically, with just a little variation on the same theme. Why not step out? Why not be different? And listen to this quote that I shared a few years ago. The common organization will always follow the leader organization. The common individual will rarely accomplish the uncommon. And organizations must learn and develop an intolerance for the ordinary by creating a culture for change. From the incubation of small changes to the implementation of wholesale differentiation in each market, leaders either stall success or create new opportunity. Hmm. So I want you to consider why some seek mediocrity instead of excellence in a moment of crisis. And the reason they do this is what psychologists call the normalcy bias. Normalcy bias. 
And the normalcy bias explains a great deal about how we respond in difficult situations. And the normalcy bias refers to people's extreme mental state when facing a challenging problem. And it causes people to under underestimate both the possibility of a challenge occurring and its possible side effects. And get this, it also results in the inability of people to cope with a problem once it occurs. People with a strong normalcy bias have difficulties reacting to something they have not experienced before. So they don't want to change. And they intend they tend to interpret warnings as most optimistic as possible. And they seize on any ambiguity to infer a less serious situation. In other words, they play down things so that they don't have to do anything different. And when confronted with a difficult situation, most people do not seek excellence. They want to get back to normal. That is the normalcy bias. Now, in business terms, the normalcy bias causes leaders to make corrections to achieve comfortable rather than excellence. Let me say that again. In business, normalcy bias causes leaders to make corrections to achieve comfort rather than excellence. And in a challenging environment, these leaders seek the comfortable, no matter how mediocre, rather than the change needed to prevent the same outcomes. And what's sad about this is these leaders may even lose their job or steer the organization into failure rather than making the necessary changes to be successful. In other words, they don't want to leave their comfort zone and will risk their own livelihoods to stay in that comfort zone. <clears throat> the acceptance paradox, meaning that it's something that affects both individuals and organizations. And being different requires significant courage. Yes, the problem or the root of the problem is most likely fear because most most people seek the comfort and safety of being ordinary. And what's sad is true success is most often found in those willing to attempt something others are simply not willing to do. And being unique is fascinating while being common is comfortable. So examine yourself. Examine your business for differentiation. What makes you truly, truly different from your competition? Similar, only better is not differentiation, it's competition. We're going to provide better quality. That's competition, not differentiation. What makes you different? Well, we give better customer service. That's competition. That's not differentiation. The litmus test for that is would the other person or the other organization say the same thing? The answer is more than likely yes. So true differentiation, true differentiation differentiation makes the competitive realities irrelevant. In other words, it makes your competition irrelevant. And here's an analogy for you. I call it the blue water versus red water analogy. Red waters become filled with the blood of similar companies competing vigorously for the same resources and outcomes. The water is filled with blood to the point that it becomes red. Everybody's fighting for the same people, fighting for the same customers, fighting for the same resources. The water becomes bloodied. Blue waters, on the other hand, 
lack the blood of competition. If you're in blue water, you are so different that you no longer compete with others. You are alone because you left the comfort and perceived safety of the shared group. You are in blue water. And I challenge leaders to be different on purpose. I call it anti-ordinary. Be different on purpose and move against the momentum of the competition. If they're going in one direction, you go in another. And I know comfort says, well, if everybody's going that way, then it must be the best way. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that's so. Moving against or away from the crowd gives you a different perspective on reality. I want you to avoid the perpetual peer trap of proving uh, of the proven for something riskier. Leave the proven and chase something riskier. And do not overgeneralize the desire of the market and your buyers. Don't think that they all want the same thing because they don't. Here's an example. If your hamburger is the same as your competition, you compete on price, perception, and convenience. However, if your burger is different in a good way, people will talk about it, people will travel longer to eat it, and people will even pay more. So, trial and error from constant change is the best way to discover something different. Let me say that again. Trial and error from constant change is the best way to discover something different. Every change will not yield the success you seek. However, if your team is constantly working to break away from the crowd, you will eventually find something to make you different. So stop overgeneralizing by assuming the public and your competition has discovered the one best way to solve a problem. Because here's the reality. Reality is rarely as binary as we make it. It's not one way or another way. There are many ways in between. And nature creates many versions of similar things to determine what works best in an environment or application. This is the nugget from today's podcast. Nature keeps making changes, changes, and changes until nature finds something that works. And then what works gets replicated over and over and over until the need for change happens again. So in your business, in your own personal life, keep looking for those little changes, those little differentiation opportunities that allow you to be different from your competition. And that slight differentiation may give you the nugget to the success that you dream of. It would be fantastic if you did the same as nature. So this podcast is for people who are crazy enough to go against the grain. You know, I give people a gift for listening to this podcast. You give me the most precious gift one human can give another, and that is the gift of your time. So if you go to www.johngrubbs.com, that is www.johngrubbs.com, you can have a free book for listening to this podcast. I give people 
uh, a chance to download a book for free that sells for $20 on Amazon just for being a loyal listener to this podcast. You can interact with me on that on my website. You can suggest topics. You can ask me questions. You can you can even disagree with me. If I say something and you disagree, you can even let me know that you disagreed with my opinion. I want to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. Uh, we have listeners around the world that listen to this podcast. We have people that uh, that may may have an interpretation in another language that may not be in complete alignment with the English interpretation of this podcast. So interact with me. Let me know your thoughts. I would also be honored if you would share this podcast with others. Uh, subscribe so that you get notified every time I, well, release another episode. This podcast is for people who are crazy enough to go against the grain. This podcast is for people who are crazy enough to get things done. If you want to join my inner tribe, you can also join my tribe on my website at www.johngrubs.com. People in my inner circle get access to speeches that other people pay for. You get access to special content. Uh, you get, well, you get to see videos that other people don't get to see. So join my tribe at johngrubs.com. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win until next time.